you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. I love Bino and Fino, but more importantly, my kids love Bino and Fino. My name is Mark Little, and I've got three of them, three kids, uh, age five, age three, and age five months. And the older two love Bino and Fino, the show. I started introducing my kids to the show when I discovered the show about three years ago. First came in contact with the show through Amazon, just flipping through things, trying to find really honestly trying to find a show for them that had black kids in it, little black kids. And I immediately connected with Bino Fino for that reason, started watching it, the theme song, the content, the family structure that's portrayed, how the kids interact with their parents, the fact that they have grandparents living with them or nearby, all that just connected with me instantly. And the fact that this really is a pathway for them to engage and learn about modern culture in West Africa and Nigeria in particular, but also learn this history uh, is wonderful. And the fact that they can do that in a way that's engaging and really designed for kids makes it something that they love. I mean, they really love being on Fino. It's not, oh, I'm just doing this because Baba tells me to. They love the show. The little one, she's not into the show so much yet, um, but she loves the dolls. She loves the Bino and Fino dolls. The other kids, they love the Bino and Fino dolls too, but right now that's how she's really engaging with it. And about a year ago, I decided to start getting some of the dolls. And for me, the reason for that was, you know, I can show them a show where they start to make these connections between who they are and their history and how their culture connects to, to Africa. But what's really needed outside of the show is something to really connect them to that when they're not watching the show. If you understand how popular culture works, it just works because you're inundated with so many things that are connected to each other in a very systematic way. And for me and for my family, the only way I felt that we can really combat that is filling it full of our culture. And so to have a show that has all these elements to it that I love and I was looking for, and to have dolls that can be purchased and connected to that show makes it just even more valuable actually to me and to our family. And more recently, I've become a little bit of a super fan. We have lots of friends and lots of family who are also uh, having kids or, or uh, have young kids in their home. And I've started buying the set of Bino and Fino dolls with Xena as a gift. And so uh, I don't know how many of these things I purchased, um, but I will keep buying them because they're wonderful 
dolls and to have this set with the DVD so they can start watching the show, their kids can get into it, we'll have the dolls, all that uh, has been great. And I've gotten nothing but wonderful feedback from them of the gifts that I sent them. So Bino and Fino, thank you for being part of our life and my family's life and looking out for the next season. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Dad is a Noun. I have a great guest with me. Um, I have history with this guy. This guy is awesome. Uh, I've been following him since the beginning. Uh, he is the creator, the founder of the awesome children cartoon series, Bino and Fino. Adam, Adam, Wazir, thank you for joining with me, man. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, pleasure to be on. Let's get it on. Let's, let's do this. Right. How 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 have your family been since the COVID? How's it been over there? How's how's everything over there? Because like what I've heard, uh, information wise, is that in Africa they're kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to coronavirus. So how's it been over there in Nigeria for you? Actually, I'm not in Nigeria right now. Oh, where are you? Yeah, I got locked out because um, I was kind of outside in the UK. Okay when the um travel restrictions hit so nigeria went on full lockdown so oh, you couldn't wow. fly in wow and then um i now had to go to germany mm -hmm. because we were kind of like in, in transit when the whole covid thing hit my right. whole family right. we were like crisscrossing paths and we we're doing work and business right so we just got taken out <laughs> like mid, <laughs> mid, mid stream so um but yeah, Nigeria, I mean, my, my family there, my, my parents are there, my brother's there right now. Um, he also works in the company as well. Um, so I would say, I would say that it's, ah, uh, yeah, speak my interruptions. Hold on, here's my daughter, one second, hold on. Okay. <laughs> now watch me do my zoto, azoto, azoto. It's, it's the multitask thing, man. You, you're a father. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, she's a bit shy. She'd probably come on camera, but she's a bit shy, so she's going to come up right now. Uh, she, she's going to be ready for camera time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so as I was saying, I think um, in Nigeria, um, I say the situation's kind of so-so. Okay. And I think different countries in Africa are handling the situation differently. So um, I think we've yeah, I think we kind of, well, once we lock down, it kind of now kind of stop things, right. like help stop things. And then, you right. know, keep it un, under 
control because it was getting kind of out of hand. Yeah. So, and you know how it was. A lot of like governments had to react quite quickly to this. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think we're doing okay. I think we're doing okay. I mean, there's, there's, there's challenge. Let me just leave it this way. There's challenges right now. So it is quite tough. I'm not going to lie about that. It is quite tough. A lot of people as well, especially like lower income bracket. Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of measures that they had to put in were quite tough. So, um, see you guys later. Um, okay. So they, they were quite tough. So yeah, I, I think it's a mixed bag. I think probably similar to the U S in a weird kind of way. I mean, some people are really feeling it hard and then some people aren't. So that's my best estimation of it. You know, right. and I think that's the one thing too. It depends on economic status too. Like if you're uh, underprivileged, you're gonna exactly. be a lot more because you don't have like a local hospital to go to, or if the yeah. hospital may not have the resources. Cause so you're kind of in a in a cash chance twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or if you're like you know living day by day and you know like you, they suddenly tell you like you gotta stop working because of a right. lockdown. Right. Literally, you're expecting payment. You got to go out the next day right. to make that money to survive. And all of a sudden, boom. And it hits you. Yep. And then there's no kind of like, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's tougher back home because of ways of distribution of income. And, right. and, you know, like I think in the U.S., I've been watching, you know, Europe and other countries, there are more systems there where you can kind of like push money back to people to help them right. out. Right. Whereas back home, it's tougher. It's a, it's it's a little bit but yeah. also when it comes to the um, with the virus has it affected uh production of the cartoon it did it it did it has and it did but um i mean when we get into detail later on i think we 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 already established a remote way of working yeah. um about two years ago because we were facing some challenges in um, production. Right. So we had to work out a different way of, yeah, a different way of working. So when this hit, it did hit some of our um, production teams, like in Lagos and in Jos and whatever, but they, yeah, they, they, let's say we were 80% there already. Right. So we now had to do the next 20% just to readjust from right. a, production standpoint right from a client standpoint um especially like our b2b business um we lost quite a few like let's say in-flight entertainment right gone obviously um because no one's flying right you know stuff like that um where investment is going to come from and things like that but um yeah but production itself we had to we, we we yeah we're okay that's we're okay cool. compared to a lot of people we're okay and that's the cool thing. Good, yeah yeah and that's the one thing too is that learning to adapt some um, people who create they don't know how to adapt to situations and what i've learned what you guys done is that you what you were able to adapt to the situation because initially at the end of the day you have a small team anyway so it kind of didn't hurt you anyway compared to a company they're hiring like a thousand people and exactly you don't have revenue streaming coming in it's hard to pay people yeah when, yeah when those resources is not available due to the virus yeah exactly i mean it, i mean it was still tough for us actually to still pay revenue right um pay salaries and stuff like that or let's say um 
but yeah, I think we were quite flexible and we, I think we're quite used to disasters or right. challenges. So we kind of have that in mind, kind of have like a buffer right? just because of past, you know, events. So yeah. we always have like about maybe month or two worth of right. production mm-hmm. um, capability in the system in case in, if, if, right. if a shock hits. Right. So, yeah. Well, but the beauty of, uh, especially when it comes to Africa and tribe, it's a community. And that's the beauty of it. And that's the beauty of Dino and Pino is that, you know, you guys behind the scenes are a family. And what happens is when you have something like this, you guys stick together. You find a solution, you make it work, which is benefited for everybody. And so when we, when I transition into the cartoon Dino and Pino, I think about the tribe and family and the importance of family and how the two main characters, Dino and Fino, um, are the most important characters in the cartoon series. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have their mama, papa, grandfather, grandmama, and Zena, there's no Bino Fino. So can you kind of talk about the importance of family when it comes to affirmation in a cartoon series? Okay. Um, hmm, interesting. What I would say is, okay, actually two points. One, before the cartoon, right. um, there's the, what you mentioned about the team, that right. our production team and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I just elaborate on that a little bit because right. um, it has been very, very tough to build that family right. of, of people. And we've had a lot of issues along the way building right. a family of like-minded people who want to get this project finished right and um i gotta give them this team of people even from the guys way back who maybe we've fallen out back in the day but the current team right now yeah. i gotta give them like full respect because right. they they also try to work out how to make this work during this right. pandemic situation right. and um yeah, and they kind of, let's say they've now bought in to the whole be known, Fino, what we're trying to get done with the project. Right. Um, because before it was all kind of in-house. Now we're working with different companies and different artists across the country, hence the remote thing. Right. And they are all working as a really good team right. trying to make this happen. So I just want to just mention that part of things. Um, family, yeah. I mean, for the cartoon show itself, it's very important. Uh, I wanted it. For this one, anyway, I mean, because let's say in my mind, I've got like a whole universe of things I want right. to create, like all sorts of shows and stuff like that. But for this specific one, um, actually, the funny thing is for this show, I just wanted to just show a normal family. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the, it, it, it wasn't supposed to be something um, extraordinary. Right. I wanted it to be actually normal, right. if that makes any sense. I just wanted it to be just like, you got the kids, you got the parents, right. definitely got to show some grandparents, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of came from, it was something that I wanted, because that's what's happened in my life. I mean, I got, you know, I got my kids, my grand, you know, got, they've got their grandparents who are my parents or my wife's parents. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think that's, I don't know how, how to explain it. I think there was a kind of like, um, let me see. Hang on, there's a car outside. Can you hear the car? 
Let let it let it go. Okay, cool. Um, what I wanted to do was to make sure that, in a weird way, the show is quite normal. So, um, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, 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 no. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, so I wanted I wanted it to be. How do I explain it? The issues of family is there, but I'm not trying to stick it in your face. No. Gonna, it's just like a family, man. It's just a family. It's just a normal family doing their stuff, living their life. Because something that you said as we were speaking before we started the interview properly is that you get a lot of weird um, negative yeah. <laughs> stereotypes and views and blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah. from various angles. Because one thing I knew this show was going to be was even though the audience was initially Nigerian and African, or whatever I wanted it to be. It's a global show. Whoever watches it, watches it, right? Oh. So the idea was to show just, yeah, like you said, something very important, like the, the views that you get, especially in children's media about Africa. Um, hey, man, they're very, very, um, they're very skewed, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, and hey, yeah, do what you got to do, no problem. But for me, it was like, okay, is this it? You know, right. so, okay, listen, man, there's a different, we're here, <laughs> right. you know, right. kind of a thing. So it was more about that. So it was just like, hey, this is us doing our thing. We're sitting here, we've got a house. Uh, sometimes we drive a car, we go to the shops, we do what it is, we discuss things, we, we're having a normal life. Yeah, it's not some kind of weird safari zone <laughs> every every three seconds <laughs> you know what i mean you know we're not just walking down that you know street singing in whatever it is and tribal stuff now nah, and we're just normal people doing our things normal is different you have different types of normal you right. have rich poor middle class whatever it is you have i don't know yeah you know so let's at least with the show let's show a different angle of that a different flavor of what's going on in nigeria which also mirrors a lot of what's happening in parts of Africa in a, different, in a specific, let's say, income bracket or something. Let's just similar to what's happening in Ghana, similar to what's happening right. in Kenya, similar to what's happening in South Africa. Right. You know, I don't know, Cape Verde, wherever it is, you know, just people living their life, you know, so there'll be differences, but also similarities. But, you know, um, yeah, you know, look, yeah, we got mobile phones and yeah, whoop de doo you know, whatever, you know, so it's like, yeah, anyway, I mean, that's, I want it to be just powerful in its normal, normalcy, if that makes any sense. It's just Definitely. not an issue, <laughs> you know, let's get on with it. It's not an issue here, you know, right. so and, and, don't, don't, and, don't make, don't make it so an exotic thing. Right. If that makes and, any sense. And family yeah. should not be an exotic thing. Exactly. But unfortunately, in, in the United States, is that family is an exotic thing. Like you, like you see it on television, but everyday life you don't see that, unfortunately. And that's right, right. Reality. And that's right. the beauty of Bruno Fino. Like when I think of Bruno, 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 I think of the Cosby Show. You know, you see a father, a mother that's working. Um, they have regular jobs, like you said, they have cars, they have a nice house, you know, their kids are educated, you know, they learn from their grandparents. So you see this, and that's the important of affirmation is that you, you kids see that, and they see what family should be and ought to be. 
Some families yeah. may have it. Some families do, but at the same time, it's a good affirmation to see that on an everyday basis because that makes, yeah. you feel, makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and yeah, your I mind, mean, like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. But until you yeah. actually visually see another person doing the same thing you're doing, you're like, mm. yeah, they got it. So that means I'm doing the right thing. And transition to like what we were talking before, like one of my favorite episodes on Vino Fino was um, the episode, what was it called? Uh, Turning Water into Electricity episode. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the power went out. The kids like, oh, I'm bored. I don't know what I, what to do. And then uh, one of my favorite characters on Vino Vino is uh, uh, Gina, the the butterfly. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. she comes in exuberant as as always, and she takes the kids and and teach them how it works. Yeah. Instead of like complaining, like, oh, what are we gonna do? What she does is take them over there and said, this is how it works. Yeah. So every every everything has its purpose, and then when they get back, the power comes back on. Then now, before the show ends, they know how everything works, and yeah. that's how powerful like something as simple like that makes a big impact. Because you know you have kids, and you know situation goes on, and kids can't figure out how it happens. And as a parent, you explain mm-hmm. it. And I love that episode, how Xena explains that to the kids, where they can understand, they figure it out, and they move on. So can you kind of talk about that aspect of it? Um, yeah, I just want to say one thing, though. Um, the Regarding the whole family thing, it's not like I'm trying to, let's say, put down, let's say, other family models, like whatever it is. It's just this is the picture we're showing with the show, if right. that makes any right. sense. So it's like, um, I would say, oh man, how do I put it? I mean, I mean, that episode you mentioned, it's more, it came from the point of view that sometimes you, get, you have a lot of blackouts back home right. um, in Nigeria and stuff. And I wanted to just show that reality. So not try and pretend it doesn't happen or whatever. And then just show, like Xena, Xena's supposed to be like kind of like a, like an aunt or like somebody who kind of just, you know, you have that auntie, the, yeah, you know, okay. the one who, you know, you know, yeah. so she kind of was kind of closer to the age of the kids. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of style. And then always teaches them stuff that maybe the parents wouldn't or like they're too busy to, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah. So that's kind of what she does, but with like, let's say, with exaggerated powers. <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> so, so that, that's kind of, one of the running themes through the show is that again she's also part of the family again right. she comes from like say let's say like like have i have like younger aunts who used to hang with me when i was younger right so they're the ones kind of like she's based on you know i got like well like three spring to mind right now so right. so 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 um and in fact one of them is actually working with us on this show now which is quite oh, awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that's kind of like, you know, so if, if from that episode, it happens, it happens in several episodes where she steps in, teaches them some stuff. And then, like you said, helps resolve the situation, yeah. helps teach them something, um, helps calm them down when they're fighting each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends. It depends. And, on and I think the beauty of uh, her character is that teaches, she teaches her, um, 
being on scene are how to problem solve. And that's cool. Yeah. Kids, yeah. um, especially when kids get frustrated that they can't figure something out, is that mm -hmm. he comes in and say, all right, all right, this is how this works. This is how this works. Exactly. Think exactly. about it, put it together, the problem yeah. solved. Exactly. Exactly. And um, Zena kind of remind me of my aunt, uh, my aunt Gina, because when I see Zena, I think of my aunt Gina, because she's always lively, upbeat, like, hey, guys. Ah. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. Exactly. And every exactly. time I see that, that kind of uh, gives me that same vibe. And, and that's the beauty of Vino and Fino. It's like every character in the cartoon resembles a family member. Like, we all have yeah. that that grandfather we all um we go to when we need some wisdom you know you know we all have that mom that's that rock you know you know she's there when you fall or when you're sick you know you know you have you know we all have that dad that's just you know he works but you know when you need something he's there and especially with the grandmother grandmother is like we all have that grandmother, that that nurturer. You know, your mom is the nurturer, but she's also the nurturer too. She's, exactly. she's there when your mom can't figure it out, you can go to your grandmother. And I just love how that show kind of embodies everything about when it comes to family, man. And I think that's beauty. And then also because it's in um, Nigeria, mm -hmm. it shows that, you know what, like you said earlier, is that, you know, it's family. No matter what, you know, we all have the same problems. We all have the same frustrations, everything. You know, even though we're in a different continent, your problems is no different from my problems. And that's the beauty exactly. of uh, Bino and Pino. Exactly. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's pretty much it, man. I can't really add more to that. That's, that's kind of pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. But let's yeah. go to the let's go back to the early days. All right, you know you have this great job as an architect. So yeah. tell me, so tell me, how do you come from that profession and say, you know what, I want to make a children's series because you know what, there's no cartoon series to reflect my community. So you know what, I don't want to do this no more. I want to be an illustrator. So can you give me that um, timeline of that transition? Yeah, sure, man. Um... First things first, let me just shut this down so I don't want any noise to interrupt us. I don't know if you're picking up some noise. Hold on a second. No, I'm not picking anything. Go ahead. Go for you're it. I'm not picking up anything, really. No, I'm good. I can hear you. Yes. Oh, okay. You didn't pick up any kind of weird, like the... No. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm picking it up. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> all right. So, hmm, the beginning. Um, okay. First things first, um, I don't want to... I mean, the job I had wasn't some kind of spectacularly amazing architect's right. kind of job thing. Actually, what happened was I was in the UK for a bit. I was mm -hmm. in London, mm -hmm. then went back home to Nigeria for some personal reasons, then set up a company there. And I was doing mainly marketing videos, like, because my, my skill set was architecture, but also animation. Right. So what I was doing mainly in the UK was um, something called 3D architectural visualization. Yes. Which is basic, yeah, you know, right? So, which is basically like, okay, cool. You've got like, let's say a project for the Olympics in 2028 or whatever it is. Right. And they, they want to visualize what the stadium is going to look like. Right. So that's where we'd come in. 
Mm. So we'd now work with the architecture. Well, actually, I was in the architecture companies, but we would now visualize it using the plans right. to now show you what it's going to look like. Right. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so eventually went back home, Nigeria for a bit. So I was going in and out, Nigeria, London, Nigeria, London. Then, um, yeah, I just stayed back, tried to set up a company. Um, we were doing marketing videos, um, but it just... It was tough, man. It was it was it was a tough. Um, that's another story. I think the whole you know, like let's say, um, I would say like the people in that lot of people in especially Africans, uh, like you know Nigerians, Ghanaians, whatever. Some of them in the diaspora trying to go right. back to now set up stuff. Right. Uh, I say right. I wasn't fully out of Nigeria, so I wasn't. I was kind of going in between, right. but. I still had to go back and set something up from scratch in the sense right. that I, I didn't have a track record there, blah, blah, blah. Right. So let's just say short stories. It was really pretty tough. It was doing okay. It's time to build up some, but right. I thought that it was so risky. And I had this other idea for this cartoon show, which I just thought, I thought after one particular project went south and didn't right. go too well, right. <clears throat> I decided that um, I'm just going to take the leap because I first had this idea right. and um, I had a couple of guys I was working with, you know, a little bit and we're doing animation and I was like, you know what, um, I'm going to go for it. Let's just do a couple of test runs on this animation thing. Right. And the guy I was working with at that time, Sagir, he, we were working together and he had this, um, he was working on some software. Um, just, just testing out some animation software and I was right. like, let's just see how it works. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of this weird thing. It was, kind of, it was just kind of just this, I just decided, okay, we're just going to go for it. Right. it I don't right. know explain it. It's just when something is kind of like when you're against the wall kind of thing, it's like, mm. not that you have nothing to lose, but it's like, okay, well, and what do you really want to, yeah, well, that's another thing. I was like, okay, listen, two things. After one of the projects went bad, I decided that I did not want one person or one dude or one guy or one lady or whatever it is to hold my company or my people or my future in their hands. So basically one decision maker would decide whether I get paid right. or not. Right. And sometimes you have to do it. I get it. But right. I decided at that point, I'm done. I like, I don't want to do that anymore. So how, what, so what, what do I now do to counteract that? Oh, wait a minute, I got this crazy cartoon idea, which basically, look, I can scale up the decision process. If I can provide something to many people and do right. you like it? Yes, no. Do you like it? Yes, no. Do you like it? Yes, no. Okay, cool. Right. It's not just one person now. Right. It's, if I can reach enough of an audience, right. the theory is they should be able to support the show if we give enough value. Right. Okay, cool. So, all right then. So let this around 2007, 2008. Right. So, okay, cool. Then let's just, so that's like, animation was a different thing back home then. So, um, even globally it was different. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think that's kind of the, the, the embryo, the, the kind of start of the thing. Right. Decided to go for it. And since then, I've just been trying to make it work. That's yeah. pretty much. But when, <laughs> but when you 
start that transition, what did your family think? Did they think you were crazy? Like, what are you doing? You know, you got a stable kind of, you got a stable job. You're going to just not do that and just focus on what you're passionate about. What was that, the early phases on that? Um, I would say that they're, well, partly they already kind of knew in right. the sense of, <clears throat> ever since I was a kid, I was always drawing, 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 drawing. And it's kind of been like a constant factor in right. a weird way. Right. Um, that's why probably was an architect because I actually wanted to do animation from the get-go, like right. from the beginning. But back then, first of all, there was no, you, there's no way you could make any money with animation in Nigeria. It just was unheard of. Right. Um, so it's like, what are you crazy? You have to do something. So I chose something that was still artistic, right. had a scientific background that was architecture. That right. was kind of like the compromise path. Um, but at some point, I was like, nah, <laughs> this, isn't, <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't working. Right. Um, but I got to give my parents, friend, you know, I mean, look, you're telling them you want to be an, an animator. First of all, what is an animator? I mean, right. no. <laughs> you, know, you know, oh, you want to do cartoons. I mean, those right. cartoons that we used, you used to watch when you were a kid, that's what you want to do. Right. Blah blah blah. My dad was like, "What? You know, he doesn't doesn't." <laughs> like, I mean, I, I love the guy even till today. He's just like, right. "So what do you do again?" You know, right. kind of a thing. <laughs> but yeah, cool. You got my support. Right. Whatever. You right. know, my mom gets it. She's into it now. But it took them a long way, a long a long time to come. Right. But I gotta give them credit because at the end of the day, I mean, you'd be fighting them, but I, they just want the best for you. So I know a lot of people, I know, especially in the creative sector, they go like, my parents don't want me to do this, my parents don't want me to do that. But I'm like, especially now as a parent, <laughs> you now know that all you want is the best, as most people anyway, I don't know, you know, I can't speak for all parents, but most parents want the best for their kids, right? So you're like, yeah, I don't see anyone earning any money from this animation stuff, so you're going to become a lawyer. <laughs> so, 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 you know. Yeah. And then you can do the animation stuff on the side or, right. okay, just finish the degree. Just, 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 just do something first. <laughs> you can take care of yourself before you start doing this funny thing. So um, I think that was kind of how it was. So when I decided to now make the shift, right. I, I wouldn't say I, I, I didn't hit that much. It was really like, yeah, well, there he goes again kind of thing. But it was also, yeah, okay, we can kind of see your thought process. Right. It's a risky one, right. we get it, but to be quite frank, if you look at it from another angle, right. the demand is massive. Right. But also, right? Like, yeah, you know, so who, who's, who's providing children's animated content of this type? First right. of all, for the African diaspora, or generally just, okay, anyone who wants to watch a cartoon about and right. has content featuring Africa, Africans, Africa, whatever it is, Okay, let it not be, all we have at the moment is some kind of weird, you know, again, I don't mind, yeah, Disney, do your stuff, you guys do whatever it is, but where's something, where's a genuine voice from the continent right. that's doing this? Just like the music, you're like, okay, cool. Okay, I want to hear some genuine music from Nigeria, from Ghana, from Kenya, from South Africa. Okay, cool, I can buy it. I know it's right. from them. Right. I know it's from there. Right. All right, fine. So what's, you know, book authors? They're there. 
okay, cool. Even film, Nollywood, Gollywood, all these kind of stuff, you know, all over the place. So, but what about the kids? Right. What's happening in the kids sector? Right, right, right. You know, especially in animation. So, right. which, you know, kids love, right? So yeah. I was like, okay, well, from a strictly business standpoint, numbers wise and value proposition, this is a very underserved market. Right. If you want to look at it that, from that cold lens. Right. Right. Okay, so somebody has to make it work. <laughs> so that, that was it. Was, Why not me? <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can be one of the people who can make it work, right? Because it's it's it doesn't make any sense. Like like Nigeria is like the most populous, let's say, black nation in the world. Right. right? So, and then I'm very culturally diverse. Whatever, right? Okay, let's say Nigeria, but let's say look, man, Nigeria. There's there's West Africa. There's South East. Whatever it is. None of us have any cartoons for our kids. <laughs> no, that's crazy. I know. I mean, really? I mean, come on. So yeah. it's like, just do it, basically. That's, that was kind of the vibe. We're just like, okay, let's just go. And let's see what happens. And then whatever. So I know that one thing I know is this. Somebody's got to make it happen because right. the demand is there. You can right. have 50 B-known phenols. It will, still will not serve the market. Right. You can have... You know, I mean, look at the existing market now. You can have how many cartoons are still coming out every day, and still the kids are just like, you know, just, yeah. just, just taking it in, taking it in. Wow. So it's like, you know, so for me, that's not the problem. For me. The problem is who can make it work, who can provide value, who can provide a quality product, and make it sustainable. And you think we'll kind of help help that transition easy for you, especially uh, having that conversation with your family, is that. Um, you had a, 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 like a plan, a, a, a couple year goal. You had a business yeah, plan. Yeah, you I had a business plan. Yeah. Documentation where they saw you said your projection. This is year one, yeah. year yeah. two. So it made a, a huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we had a we had a business plan. Everything. Of course, the business plan got destroyed the second we started. Right, but <laughs> but, but we still had a business plan. I mean, one of the business plans was, okay, we're going to finish 50-something episodes by, when was it? I don't know, like 60 years ago or something? Right. We're still trying to finish those 52 episodes right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it is what it is. But at least the business plan makes you think, okay, cool, let's go. Right. And now when you now hit the market and you now hit the real stuff, okay, start adapting, start tweaking. How long can you survive? Da, 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 da. So that's where I thank a lot of people behind my back. Family, friends, ugh, team members, some who, some who we've fallen out right now. We don't even talk to each other anymore, but still those guys help me get to where we are right now in the project. So and that's what it is. And that's the important thing too. And then one thing that you alluded to earlier about the market of having a homegrown content in that community. Because I know... I did watch a YouTube video where you were interviewed um, in 2011. You know, that's how much information, you know, when I, I try to do diligently. Yeah, you've gone deep. You've gone deep. <laughs> <laughs> I've just, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. You yeah. talked about how one of the reasons, too, is that when, when it comes to uh, content um, in that region, majority of that content is outsourced. So yeah, yeah. kids are getting Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, Anything that's related to Looney Tunes, Disney, but they're yeah. not in homegrown content. And so yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
how has it been since that time to now? Has it got better? Is it still the same? Is it you got to do a little bit more? How's it been since 2011? Um, I would say, okay, first things first. I have nothing against other cartoons. I mean, I grew up on Voltron Force, like uh, Speed Racer, oh, the whole shebang, right? But we need a mix. You need, you know, you need to. I was watching, you know, Voltron Force and Thunderstorm taught me about Japan in some weird way. Looney Tunes in some way gave me some kind of weird insight into America. Whether it's real or not, you kind of just, you know, you're getting tastes from all over the place. So, like, where's ours, right? So that's kind of where it came from. So I would say that um, huh. situation has, uh, I would say, is, <laughs> in some weird ways, gotten worse. Really? Wow. Now I'm going to talk about, I could be wrong, so anyone who's watching this, yeah, sure, man, let's, we can debate this, but it's like, I think, let's say, take it away from animation, just children's media. Right. I think children's media, I can only speak maybe for the Nigerian, let's say, networks, right. was more valued back then, mm. and they gave it more budget and gave it more, you know, gave the people, the talented people and the passionate people, like we have our own, let's say, a national broadcaster and stuff like that. And they had some amazing children's programs. Right. It wasn't animation, but right. it was at least children's programming, right? Um, animation itself, no, nah, man, it hasn't really changed. It hasn't, it has not changed. It hasn't really, it hasn't changed much since then because you see, this stuff is quite hard. I mean, it's not like hard, like, oh, wow, you know, I'm fighting a war hard or, I don't know, trying to save somebody's life in an emergency situation or something that you said, it's, it's a marathon. Right. To sit down and produce animation takes a while, especially in a market that doesn't have funding, like, let's say, um, investment products to fund something like that, right? Right. Um, it's different. Like you can make your money from animation, let's say in the US. If you have a good one, you make your money back. <clears throat> Nigeria doesn't, it doesn't work that way. We're trying to, it, it should, and we're trying to figure out a way to make it work that way. Right. But um, because of the old traditional ways of how you make money with animation, you know, uh, licensing fees, right. merchandising, yeah. uh, right. all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, we definitely haven't figured it out how to make it work yet. But going back to your main original question was that, I think the situation, yeah, I think it's either either stayed the same or gotten slightly worse. That's that's my, that is my um, assessment. Right, because it's it's crazy because like you said earlier, it's like the way you learned about America was from American cartoons. You know, mm. the way you learned about Japan was Japanese animation. The way that you kind of learned the culture and the value from abroad was from the actual country itself and yeah. and what's yeah. frustrating is a person that lives in america who wants um content from africa you know it's in america which is frustrating because <laughs> yeah. you know, exactly. it's the actual authentic uh imagery of africa because for yeah. the long time when uh, uh living in the states to portray the uh, the image of africa was just being in the forest and the spear and the shield, and that was a constant reassurance. But 
it's not like that. You know, there are cities, you know, there yeah. are, yeah, there are. Yeah, we have the spares. We have that. We have that. But we but also have also this. Also have <laughs> yeah. You have um, skyscrapers. You have this, and so there's not a balance when it comes yeah. to content when you talk about Africa. Yeah, and that's the most frustrating thing to me. It's like that I happens. have. No, no, sorry, man. Let me not interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. And I think the most frustrating thing is that you have to like dig deep to find content like that. And that's the frustrating thing about it. True, true. true. I mean, I'd say the cool thing is now, though, I'd say the first thing, which we're trying to hopefully doing our best to step up to, is that I'll say the responsibility is ours. Yes. So in the sense of, um, like, for instance, I mean, just going back to the whole cultural thing. I mean, like, yeah, I got a little taste of Japan from this. I got a little taste of America from that. I mean, like, for instance, hip hop was a massive, still is to this day, a massive influence on my life, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could go into, I don't know, history with hip hop, how it, I'm a Nigerian guy, you know, you know so, so, but now you have an Afro beat and stuff like that coming out of Nigeria, going out. Right. out of Ghana going out out of wherever it is South African music killing it all the Kenya I hope you guys represent all you guys so don't you know we always fight <laughs> whatever anyway um so so it's like I think it's our responsibility to create the content and to get it out there and then we're doing it you know like I said the film industry is now doing it musicians are doing it authors have been doing it from time right. um we just have to work out how to connect the dots. Right. So, okay, right. produce the content, cool. Right. Right. There's an audience. So how do I get it to you in the US who wants to watch it? Right. How do you in the US find it? Yes. How do you support? How do you pay for it? How do right. you blah, 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 blah. So, but the cool thing is now the world is a lot, you know, we couldn't have this interview in 2008. That's the way true. we're doing it now. That's true. And and that's what excites me. And that's, in fact, that's how the show got pretty big because we got to a point where we started doing the show, started doing the production, thinking we're going to hit 52 episodes, right. ran out of money right. after right. doing episode three, and then had to stop. Right. So we were now trying to figure out, okay, so what do we now do? Right. And then this thing comes along called YouTube. And we're like, okay. No TV station is going to take it as it is now. They don't care. Right. Why don't we just, it was a big debate because you spend money and time to produce these things, right? So you're like, no, somebody's going to pay me for this, right? right. So, <laughs> so I can't just stick it out there for free. Right. Right. It doesn't make any sense. But there right. was kind of like a counter, what's a counterintuitive or counter whatever move. Right. It's just like, well, just take it out there. Let's see if people actually like it or not. Right. Because you don't know, right? Right. So, okay, cool. Let's release something on YouTube. I think it was 2010 was the first release. So, if it wasn't for YouTube, yeah. YouTube was our TV station, basically. YouTube was our distribution channel to start off with. That's how people, that's how people in UK, US, Europe right. got to know about us, you know? So, um, yeah. So, but like I said, I think it's, it's our responsibility. It's picking up now. Right. Um, the world of media is getting disrupted every month. So 
now the ability for you to create, control, own, and distribute is now there. Yeah. There's no, you literally, I mean, you can do your own Netflix to their level, but you can do your own Netflix. Right, right. If you want to. And like I think, we, yeah, you can, you can do it. You're just running, you know, so. And that's the one thing is transitioning to the next phase of what's next when it comes to receiving content. Now, you know, you have Netflix, you know, you have Hulu, you have all these streaming services, but also what's the next thing? Because eventually, mm. it's going to eventually over time, Netflix, Hulu, they're going to be obsolete. So it's going to be something that's going to replace how people are going to receive content. So have your team have that conversation of what are you guys going to do so um, fans can keep getting um, Bino and Fino? I mean, we, I mean, we haven't really had that type of a conversation, but we, well, have we? I think maybe we have, but it's more in the sense of, Here's the thing. It's like, okay. I'll say that we're coming from a point of view of, can you create something of value? Right. If you can create that thing of value, the rest is just problem solving in the sense of, okay, listen, before we're trying to get it onto, you know, we're trying to pitch the show to somewhere like, let's say Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network and blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't really make any sense in a way. Now, when I take a step back, we're like, because those are the only players we knew in the field, right? right. So, right. Like, okay, let's let's right. put it to them. Right. Um, but now, like you said, it can. We don't even have to go to Netflix. You can just watch no. us on YouTube. Yeah. We're on Amazon at the moment. We can. We've created. Right. We actually have created our own platform, and we hope to be putting content onto that platform ourselves right. as well. Right. Um, the way it is is this: if you like take a step back, and if you think of like say. Okay, even if it's hip hop or let's say, um, okay, forget it. Do you know Enter the Dragon? Yes. Bruce Lee? Yes. Okay, cool. So Bruce Lee, Enter the Dragon, I think my dad originally had a copy of that. Of that. I still remember to this day on a, on a platform called Betamax. Yes, I remember Betamax. that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yes. Okay, so you have Betamax, goes to VHS, goes to DVD, goes to... Blu-ray, right? You can probably stream Enter the Dragon somewhere, right? right. Yeah. Enter the Dragon still is just there. Yes. Whoever loves it loves it. Right. So, um, the idea is if you create something that stands the test of time, it just it will just it, there'll be ways of distributing it. Let's put it that way. There's gonna be ways of you know, like for instance, music, hip hop. I listen to stuff on tape, then mini disc then dvd now i'm streaming it on what was it spotify or whatever it's called uh, soundcloud it's the same track has existed for the 30 years yes i mean i, I just watched some wu-tang stuff on youtube right okay not the most family friendly stuff obviously but but, <laughs> but, but yeah exactly right but it's been going on so that's where i see it if your content has value and it's evergreen. Right. Whatever it is, this whether we're somehow transmitting stuff from my phone to this thing, right. as long as the content is there to educate people, either to read, watch, listen to, it is what it is. So, and, and that's the key thing is like you said, it's a it's about value, 
And that's what uh, Bino and Fina offers. It, mm-hmm. it offers value, the value of family. And that's the one thing what lockdown has made us focus is on family. That yeah, inter- true, very true. And that engagement, you know, because, you know, you're focusing on Bino and Fino, you're trying to create content, but at the same time, you know, you want to spend time with your family, but, you know, you want to create this content because you want, you know, you want to monetize it, but at the same time, you want to leave a legacy with your family. So I think the bigger picture is with Bino and Fino, it represents that core tradition of family, which leads into legacy, you know, as uh, uh, Bino and Fino is worldwide it's um in what 11 different languages am i right or wrong or is it more than 11 10 i think it's 10 10 okay 10 yeah but it will be 11 it will be yeah and and much more so how as you as it becomes a bigger brand how do you work with try to figure not figure out but how do you work to keep the integrity of the show because you know you have it go big and people trying to pull you in different directions like oh i think you should do it this way because this is going to get more people attention to the show so how do you stay focused to the core value of the reason why you made the show as the show gets bigger hmm yes yeah, um <laughs> Ah, okay. I mean, I would say it's actually quite hard, actually, in a weird way, not in a negative way, but in a way that, listen, there's such a lack of content and my brain is always thinking about new, okay, how about this show? How about that show? How about this show? And the danger is you try and put it all into one show. Right. <laughs> like okay, we need a we need like a you know like a kind of uh, a Ben Ten, but the guy is in this and he's this right. and he's from Nigeria or he's from this and you know or we need something based on the folk tales and this. And now suddenly you get this Bino Fino episode and it's like science fiction. And now yeah. You gotta and or for instance another very 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 interesting one, which I don't know if we're gonna break it or not, but it's like you want to connect the diaspora in a weird way right so it's like hey cool okay because it happens like you got i have i have um yeah i have relatives in us i have relatives in canada i have relatives in uk um l you've got you've got you've got the brazilian you've got the american yeah it's everywhere right caribbean (laughs) um african caribbean um the islands um wherever it is you have a europe you have a massive black diaspora everybody who's mixed in you know you have there's so many rich layers of this the danger is you want to just show everything right and then cram it into one show and it has the danger of just making that show very mixed up and you know it doesn't make any sense Um, regarding the other side of things um diluting it and let's say we've had that we've had people say stuff like hey can you change the show make them have american accents and blah 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 because we don't think the american audience will understand and and it's like, uh, no, it doesn't make any sense because they're living in Nigeria, so why are they going to have American accents? It doesn't make it, you know. Right. The, you know, so, so, but that was way before, you know, stuff like Black Panther hit, and everyone's yeah. like, yay. You know, like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, so, so it's like, okay. But, but, um, for me, nah, man. I mean, if it gets to the point where it's so big, I'm not really in charge or in control anymore, I'm going to try and make sure that 
well, let's see if he gets to that point. That'd be cool in one weird way because that means he's not going to a real massive scale. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The DNA for that show, because I do want to do other shows, but for this show, no, nah, man, nothing's going to, because I see this as a, almost like a kind of a, especially what's going on. I mean, nowadays, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, not that it's going on now. We know what's been going on. But what I mean is, especially now I have kids. I mean, I already had this viewpoint already because the funny thing is, I mean, some places you do a cartoon, you're just doing a cartoon. No problem. But uh, you can have like things that are trying to, I wouldn't say have an agenda, but let's say try to represent something. And you can have it in music. You can have it in film books, poetry, whatever it is. So I'm not trying to, you know, make us seem bigger than we are, but what, the way I see the show is that it's in that category. I can do another one where it's just more like, you know, action-filled and whatever. Actually, even that one might be the same thing, actually, don't think about it. But because I have a DNA. The DNA right. is just represent where I'm from well. Right. So, so one thing is I'm looking at my kids. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I need to make sure that you've got something that's got your corner and it's got your back in my sector <laughs> of the media, which is which what I do, which is, I don't do books. I haven't said that we are going to do a video, video book range. But the thing is, let me, let me see, I have something that takes care of them right. and has their best interest at heart, right? And I thought about it in a more abstract way before I had kids. Right. Now I have kids. And I'm seeing, you know, the craziness is going on right now again. Not that it's suddenly happening now, yeah. but my point is it's making it me even more focused that nah, nothing's going to touch the DNA of this show. Nothing, nothing. It's like basically over my dead body type of thing. You know, it's not, it's not going to happen, you know, right. because no, because that was, that's what makes the show genuine, right? So if you mess with it nah i don't i don't explain this just basically it's like part of me in the show so therefore i fought people over it so it's not an issue this is not they're not gonna suddenly change and you know nah no it's, that that one i know i'm not even that's not even that's not even an issue for me <laughs> it, it, it's, it's i mean the only way it would change is if you know something happens to me and i haven't quite put in place um, the team to take it forward, which I'm trying to work on, you know, so, but it, the show's integrity or whatever, or the values in the show are not going to get touched. (laughs) It's not, it's not going to change. It's not going to happen. And and that's good that you stick to the core and the principle of why you created that show. Yeah. leaving that legacy for your kids and their kids and it's something to look back at and say you know what i did this initially i did this because this wasn't a this was the main goal was to have a important representation of where i'm from what Mm. you do and now your kids have that you know and they can take it and run with it and say hey you know, just like being all Fino, you know, you had the grandma, the grandpa, the dad, the mom. It's the, the passing of the torch. Like you yeah. created a yeah. content that at that time wasn't seen and now is there. And now yeah. it's up to your kids to make it, 
to take it and make it better than what you made it. And yeah. I think that's the beauty of Bino Ofino. Um, but my last question for you, you know, with Father's Day around the corner, I know Father's Day in America is around the corner. Um, mm -hmm. What does it mean to be a father to you? <laughs> hmm. Actually, what I mean, one thing I, I just want to clarify your last point, okay, kind of related to this question is that right. I'm not actually doing it as a legacy for them, for my kids to kind of take it. They have their own path. They can do whatever. They can become great dancers or right. scientists or right. whatever it is they want to do. It's more that I want something when they're when they're young or their peers, I want something in the, me in the media that they consume wow. that backs them, that protects them, wow. has their back, yeah. shows them in a positive light, and does it at scale. As in, I'm talking like, my mind is like, okay, can this thing be doing like a billion views? Right. Because for me, the power is, we're seeing it, and everybody else has seen it too. Yes. And we're influencing things. Yes. Yes. That's the way I see it. I mean, it's it's it sounds a bit bad, but hey, this is like it's a it's a media war. It's a right. brain space war. Right. So that's what I mean by like you know when I'm looking at my kids, I'm just like you can be worried that okay, you're under attack, so to speak, in a weird way, right? So. Um, uh, yeah, not constantly, but you know, I, I just want to make sure that, yeah, yeah, if you guys need a bit of your own space, I got you with being on Fino and anything else that I can produce while I'm still alive and I can, you know, make it a success. I got your back from a genuine point of view. This is what we're going to do for you, kind of thing. So, and that leads into the, I mean, the dad thing, I mean, boy, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's, I know it's like, I don't, I, it's an interesting one. It, it's, it's quite powerful. I don't know if that makes any sense. I mean, look, parenting, parenthood is not for everybody. I don't believe you have to have kids to make you whole or whatever. You know, I'm not going to be one of these. If you don't have kids, you don't know anything about life kind of stuff. And you have to make you live. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Nah, that's, that's not where I'm from. All I can say is how it changed my life. And it's, the best way I can describe it is just, I mean, I got a son, just had a new a son like in the uh, last year, November, and um, and my daughter, simple stuff, man. The second, when they just look up to you and just say, I don't know, my daughter says, hey, she just gives me a hug or asks me for some help on something or, or just looks into my eyes and just smiles. I don't know how to explain it. So it's just moments, when you have those moments, it's hard, man. I mean, first of all, it's hard just, you know, the guy doesn't sleep and trying to do, go to bed, man. I'm trying, you know, I'm dying here. I need some sleep. But it's a hard part of it. But the part where you just have the bit where they just, that person is your responsibility and they're just giving you, like, let's say, a kind of, they just love you. So there's no questions asked. They're like, yeah, you're the guy. So... So, so I don't know how to explain it. You know, it's like, you know, your, your daughter gives you a hug and it's just like this kind of thing. She, either she's crying and something's happened to her and you got to, you know, take care of her. I've never really been, obviously, I've, I haven't been in that situation. I've never had that, those types of feelings before. Right. Of protectiveness, of wanting them. 
I, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I, I, I don't want them to be, I just want them to be safe, normal, right. how they like them, healthy. I want them to outlast me. Right. I want them to be all they can be. So being a dad has been tough. It's, it's a big responsibility. Right. You're making mistakes. Right. Um, if you're lucky enough, I decide to have a partner. Right. So either your guy lucky enough to have a wife or your girlfriend, whatever it is, or the flip side, wife lucky to have enough to help you along that journey. Right. Because it's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I ain't gonna lie, you know, it's a tough one, but it's been nothing but, yeah, it's amazing. I don't know how to put it. I mean, I don't really like um, exaggerating things. I'm not really one of those guys who's just like, yeah, man, it's, it's the greatest thing in the whole world. I'm not like that, but I've never really felt feelings like this when I've, you know, with kids. I've, I've never, child, my children have brought out, yeah, okay, that's the best way I can describe my children have brought out feelings in me that I never thought I had. Wow. Let's put it that way. And people who know me, know me. They know me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like you know, Mr. Grumpy, Mr. Don't right. Say In March, right. Mr. Whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm the guy who's like, right. I don't cry in the movies, you know, like, what you guys are crying for, you know, you know, I don't watch all these romantic movies. I'm like, yeah, it's probably. So my friends know me who know me. My brother who's probably will watch this knows me. And sometimes he laughs. <laughs> when he sees me say stuff and you can see he knows me, <laughs> right? Right. right? You know, you know, I'm the guy who's like watching Batman and all these kind right. of Bruce Lee and all this kind right. of stuff. And I'm like busy crying because my daughter said something and he's like, what are you crying for? I'm like, you know, like nothing. I, the funny, you know, you actually find yourself like, well, I don't know what it was. After being a parent, I suddenly found myself crying at these weird movies. <laughs> <laughs> no apparent reason that I never would have cried in before, you know? So I think, yeah, anyway, man. I think that's the best. I, I don't have like a tidy one word or one sentence way of describing it, but it's just a, it's an experience, right. has its challenges. Uh, yeah, I try not to beat myself up about the mistakes I make. You can't be a perfect parent. Just right. got to do your best. Right. That's pretty much it. And that's, that's, much and, and that's the beautiful thing about it, man, is that in a nutshell, what your kids did is take you out of your comfort level. Um, and, um, and that's what being on Fino does, is takes people out of their comfort level when it comes to um, their misconceptions of family that lives in Africa. It takes them out of sure. their comfort level and say, oh, I can relate to that. I can understand yeah. that. And yeah, I appreciate that. I thank you for yeah. that. And I appreciate that, man. I'm always, always will be a, a supporter of you whatever you do, as well as the show, man. You know me, I'm like telling people, go watch me, no and Fino, go watch yeah, it. Man. Yeah, you've <laughs> been around for, you've been a show for, uh, I was like, who is this guy? I'm like, he has no like, face. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. What does he look like? Because it's the first time I'm actually seeing your face. Yeah. And it's like, I think you got like kind of like uh, avatar, like a either yes, shades or something. Yes. Yeah. yes uh, yeah. So I'm like, who is this dude? I'm like, but he's been there, just like you know, supporting, just quietly. Sometimes you go away, then you come back again, and you yeah. go and you come back again. You try and hook up. They hooked up this interview for me way back in the day, and it's been like, so yeah. I mean, and quite frankly, it's like people like you and um, who keep us going because 
it can get pretty like, okay, guys, are we doing this? Is anyone watching this? Is anyone, is this, is this providing value to anybody, man? You know, so yeah. So thanks for the support. I mean, it, it really does help. It really, it really, you probably don't know how much it does because it does. Yeah, let me, <laughs> it's, let me, it's, it's a marathon. Man. So it does help. It really does help. Let me end this before I start getting emotional and start crying. <laughs> you know how you like, don't like crying. You know, yeah, we don't like crying. I ain't crying. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want to be crying on on, on this um, recording yeah, yeah, yeah. now. You know, yeah, yeah. I got to image the whole. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but it's all thank good. you, thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. You're always welcome. You know, just to just the chat, just to chat. You know, your 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 home is my home, and vice versa. Thank um, you, sir. So when is the? Where can people find Bino and Fino? Okay, so well. Everywhere now. Actually, not everywhere. Okay, go. We're on. Okay, if you just Google Bino and Fino, if you're on YouTube, you'll find us. If you're on Twitter, you'll find us. We're now on Amazon. We are now on. We've been on YouTube. We've just set up our new platform called Amara, which is A M M A R R A dot TV uh, or dot com, basically, which is the home for Bino and Fino as well. And actually, it's going to be a home for children's entertainment like Bino and Fino. Just Bino and Fino is the first one. Right. right. So um, where else are we? We are, boy, we're going to do a book soon, hopefully. Um, not yeah. hopefully, we're working on it already. So it's going to happen. Um, yeah, man. I mean, we're Instagram. So B, basically B-I-N-O and F-I-N-O on most of the platforms you're going to find us. We now done some songs as well. So hopefully we're going to be on um, Spotify, iTunes and all of that as well. So it's, 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 we're just going to keep expanding the universe, basically. We're going to try and make people aware that we exist. But most platforms, we're available. We're awesome. available on most platforms, yeah. When Quilly TV, I don't know if anybody knows Quilly TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, we're in, we're in Brazil. I think we're, we're in, like, not on TV, but we're on different educational apps now. We are on Common Sense Media. We're everywhere. We're getting there. You know, we're getting there. You know, slowly but surely, Apple TV, Samsung. Tune goggles, da 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 da. I mean, we're we're in a lot of places, so definitely, we just keep pushing day, it. Basically. If you got a phone, <laughs> you got yeah, a look, laptop, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you can get it. It's not. It's not gonna. If you can watch YouTube, if or if you, even if you can't, you can get the DVD. Right. We, if you want it, you, you can, can get, get it. it. Yeah. Just Google search, search it, you'll find it. But yes. also just to let everybody know who's watching this interview that all the links to Bino Fino will be below the comment. So right. if you kind of kind of slow and can't pick up what I'm going to do the same, yeah, those yeah, yeah. will be on the bottom. Um, yeah, yeah. So what's, what's next with the dolls? Are you going to make more? Are you going to make a mama, papa doll? Grandpa, wait, wait. grandpa doll? What's going on? Or is this going to be the three? Um, the three characters. Okay, we're gonna be. We're, okay, one second, because I know my brother's gonna kill me if I don't do this. Okay, first <laughs> thing. First, wait, hold up. First thing is this, like, um, because he's gonna be like, yeah, dude, because um, you got my name slightly wrong. I'm. I apologize. Break it down. To no, my brother. <laughs> not at all. No, no, because it's it's Adamu. Adamu. That's it. That's it. Go. That's it. That's it. That's it. Cool. Um. The dolls, boy, the dolls, there's a whole story, be- anyway, there's a whole story behind that. Yeah, okay, we're endings, I can't, I'll tell you some other time, but there's a whole story behind those dolls, but yeah. yeah, yeah. We, could, we could do that privately, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, exactly, 
Yeah, anyway, <laughs> those 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 dolls cause us some pain, man. Anyway, the the dolls, yeah, we're gonna see how people love them. So we're gonna see how things go first before we expand it, because we are doing everything ourselves. Right. It's self-funded, so it's a big investment to now. And we also make sure that the dolls are high quality. We don't try to, you know, good safety levels, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to take a while before we expand the universe. I think we want the show to be a lot more popular first yeah. before we now start doing that. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And then also, is there a movie coming soon? <laughs> I'm sorry for putting you on the spot, but I have to. I don't even know that because people have said it. No, no, people have said it. And I was like, really? And I'm like, okay. And I, we got our team of writers, so I wouldn't, because I just saw, the, first of all, there's a Door of the Explorer movie, and I was like, ah, okay, I get it. Okay, it's possible. So I'm like, okay, cool. It can happen. I think we don't want to, let's say, run before we start walking. Yes. But trust me, the, the universe in my head is like probably more than anybody else wants for this show. Let's put it that way. I, I want it to be everywhere in everything, you know? So yeah, if we survive, hopefully we will, the movie will be out. It just takes time. It That's just takes awesome. time. I'm yeah. excited. So yeah. when that start coming to fruition, man, please come back and like talk about it, support yeah, it. Man. I'm there, yeah, for man. Sure. For sure, for I'm sure, saying, for sure. Private screening, whatever you want to do. But yeah, for I sure, definitely want to be Definitely want to get the heads up about that because I think yeah. a movie would kind of add to the brand a little bit more. It would add more fans to it on 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 a global even go even though you guys are globally, but to add that yeah. movie aspect of it, it just adds a new dynamic to it. Because now, okay, okay. coronavirus, everybody's streaming movies at home, and that gives yeah. you an experience. True. And I think doing that movie would just take it to another level. True, true, true. Okay. No, we're on it. We're on it. I'm not putting any pressure on you. I'm not putting <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> no problem. No problem. It's all good. It's all good. But again, I appreciate your time. Thank you, brother. Um you. I wish your family much love. Um uh, you, happy Father's Day. I know Father's Day in America Thank is today, but still I want to wish you a happy Father's Day, man. When is it? When is it? Is it it's Sunday, the nineteenth? Wow, oh. okay. Thanks a lot. No, thanks no, a lot. No. You too, man. No, I think I am. No, Sunday the twenty first. I'm I'm sorry about that. Yeah, because the twenty first is Sunday, so it's okay. uh, the twenty first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Cool. No, thanks. Much appreciated. All right, brother. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy your day. All right. All right. Thank you. You take care.